Are you a person of a certain age who's always wanted to become a writer, but you think you might be too old? Well, listen in, my seasoned friends, because today I'm going to be talking about why it is actually a wonderful thing to be a writer or a would-be writer of a certain age. Hello, and welcome to the Groovy Writer Podcast, where we explore how to find your writing groove, regardless of your circumstances. I'm your host, author and MFA instructor, Nicole McGinnis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I've had quite a break these past few weeks. I've been, it seems, at an endless number of graduations with at least one more to come. I mentioned this in my last episode, that seeing these young people graduate is just so darn awesome. And it's somewhat exhausting, and it's somewhat exhilarating, and there are all sorts of emotions. It's just wonderful. Where writing is concerned, I've pretty much always been surrounded by younger writers. When I was what I would consider to be a younger writer myself, and I'm talking about in my 20s, maybe into my early 30s, but especially in my late teens and 20s, there's that energy. I went the academic route, so I was in a university. I was in a couple universities. And so being surrounded in writing programs by writers who were young like I was, there was a certain energy and an excitement and the world is your oyster sort of feeling, and that's wonderful. But as the years go by, I find that more and more I'm working with writers of all ages, and I really, really love it. But today, I am inspired to talk specifically about what it means to become a later-in-life writer. So what are we calling later in life? Boy, talk about a definition that has changed over the years for me personally. I would say any writer who is middle-age-ish and upward. So 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, somewhere in that general vicinity. Based on my own experience, my own communication with writers in this, these later stages of life, here are some of the common characteristics that I tend to see in these people, myself included, although I don't consider myself someone who's coming to writing at a later age. I've been writing really since I was a kid, but especially for those writers who are, I would say, allowing themselves to seriously pursue writing, maybe for the first time in their lives, even though they've always wanted to be a writer. They've always loved reading, loved writing, but never really took themselves seriously or thought that anyone else would take them seriously. But finally, maybe something has happened, or maybe they've just reached a certain age and have been on this planet long enough where they've come to the realization that you know, this desire to write has never gone away. And I've never indulged it. But what's stopping me? Why not? I think often older writers find themselves asking those questions. And let's face it, there are very, very legitimate reasons for writers to not write until they're older, to, for would-be writers to not write until they're older. I think the most common of those is they've been busy right? Maybe they have been raising children. 
Maybe they've been caring for elderly parents. Maybe they've had a career that has really taken up the vast majority of their time. Whatever the case, one of the characteristics that I tend to see that is very common is a certain hesitation once these writers realize, hey, I, I'm actually thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about taking my writing seriously, or I have a book idea. Maybe it's a memoir. Not uncommon. Once writers reach a certain level of seasoning, shall we say, or maybe a book of poetry, maybe I'm into short stories, or maybe I've, I have this novel concept that I've been kicking around for a few years now, and I really want to go for it. Whatever type of writing one wants to do when one is an older writer, there is often this hesitation. And it might be comforting to remember that many writers struggle with this, but it has a certain tone for an older writer. I think the hesitation that is common to writers in general can often be compounded by thoughts like, what's the use? I should have started earlier, even Again, if there's a really good reason for not having started earlier, who's going to want to read this? Who's going to want to publish this? If, say, if a writer wants to go the traditionally published route. So that hesitation is really common. Another common characteristic of older writers, and again, this I think is a common characteristic in the older population in general, is some level of a health issue or issues. Obviously, health issues, even mild ones, but especially as they get more severe, can really have an impact on creativity, energy, time, mental focus, all of which, of course, we need to write. A third common characteristic I tend to see when it comes to older writers who are finally giving themselves that permission to write is sort of a general confidence issue. Again, this is something that affects, I would say, most writers. But these issues of self-confidence might tend to get a bit more entrenched as we get older. Those are just three of, I would say, the most common characteristics that I see in older writers. And I have some thoughts about each of them. There are more, of course, but these, these really, I think, are the main, this cluster of three are sort of the biggies, as far as I can tell. So for those who tend to have the I should have started earlier mindset, it might help to remember, as basic as this sounds, that very often starting earlier wasn't a realistic option. Could you have carved out the time, the energy to get serious about your writing? Maybe. But I tend to think that when we look back on those years when we weren't writing, we look back in which we had, but we weren't. If we really look back honestly, we can often see that other things in our lives were happening that just really didn't make it conducive to becoming a writer in a serious way. And I think that can often lead if we're honest about it and we really explore that, it can often lead to a sense of real gratitude that, you know, hey, I've been in that place where I really didn't have the time, I really didn't have the energy, I was raising kids or I was struggling financially and holding down two or three jobs. Now we do. Now maybe, and it might not be that you're, you don't have any responsibilities and you're sitting around on the couch eating bonbons, but you're at a place where you can actually start to think seriously about entertaining this idea of becoming a writer, doing this thing you have always wanted to do. So I encourage any older writer who's feeling a little bit defeatist, feeling a little bit like, oh, it's too late, what am I thinking, to flip that and instead focus on this aspect of, well, maybe I'm starting later than ideally I would have wanted to, but the fact that I'm here and I have this opportunity to start now is pretty great. I don't think it's ever a bad idea, really, in any area of life to focus on gratitude as much as possible, but this is an area where it can really be specifically applied. 
So moving on to those who are struggling with health issues, whether those health issues are relatively recent, in other words, you know, in the years leading up to this, you have really been pretty healthy and that hasn't been a problem. But maybe now that you are finally giving yourself permission to write, you're also coming to this place where health issues are becoming a thing. And that, of course, is never fun. And it's it's a serious struggle. One of the things to think about there, and one of the things I've seen, and I've actually had to deal with in my own life, not as an older writer or a middle-aged writer, but as a younger writer, when I would have health issues that were not, did not become permanent, but that lasted for a long enough time um, that they did have an effect on my life, my writing, pretty much everything I was doing. One of the things I learned, and I think it's very true for older writers as well, is that While it's hard to look on the bright side of health issues, especially serious ones, I think when we get to a point where we get very clear that, hey, I'm ready to give myself permission to write. I have this obstacle of my health standing in my way, but I want to figure out some sort of a workaround so that the two can coexist together if they need to. Obviously, we don't want the health issues to coexist with anything probably, but if it's a reality, it's a reality. And I think that finally giving ourselves permission to write at any age, but especially when we're older, can also cause us to start shifting around other priorities in our lives. So it might be that we need to do a little bit less for other people and focus more on self-care so that we will have the energy to write maybe not on a frequent, regular basis, but that when that opportunity arises where there's time for us to write and we're feeling pretty good, that time isn't becoming flooded by other responsibilities, other things that realistically we don't have to prioritize, that maybe someone else can do for us or maybe someone can help us pick up the slack so that we can start at least to carve out some time for writing. And what I've seen in the lives of the people I know who have done this is that you just carve out a little bit of time. You have these health struggles, you have other issues maybe, and you're trying to reconfigure your life and take a little bit better care of yourself so that you can carve out that time to write. When they do that, it's amazing how it can build, how it can multiply, and it can become a little habit. might start with five minutes a day of writing, but it can become a habit that starts to have a positive impact on health on just wellness in general, on life priorities and relationships. So I think for some of us, we come to a realization later in life that self-care actually matters. Maybe we've been parents for decades and we've been taking care of everyone else, putting everyone else first. This is a really common story among many adults, right? But sometimes it takes something to get us to that tipping point. Sometimes it is a health issue that gets us to this tipping point of realizing, hey, there are things I still want to do how can I configure my life now so that I can do those things? And then when we are able to do those things, it can just start, I don't want to be Pollyanna-ish and say it can turn everything around, but it can be this real source of light and happiness and satisfaction in our lives that I think is so, so important, especially with anyone dealing with health issues. So moving on to later in life writers, later in life would-be writers who struggle with confidence issues in general. Maybe it's not because of your health. Maybe it's not because you feel like you should have started earlier. Maybe that's just something you've always struggled with. Maybe you think, oh, I'm not really a writer. I love books. I always think of stories in my head, but I don't think anyone would want to read what I've written, etc. For those of you who identify as someone with confidence issues, it might help to remember that most writers, regardless of age, 
I don't want to say all writers, because I'm sure there are exceptions, but most writers struggle with confidence in themselves, in their work, at some point along the way. And it also might help to remember that now that you're older, you probably know where giving in to that struggle will lead. So think of the times in your past when you really wanted to do something, but the lack of confidence got in the way and you didn't do it. And now maybe years later, you look back and you think, ah, I really wish I had done that thing. But I was scared. I didn't believe in myself. I felt silly. Probably you can think of at least one instance where that was the case. And I think what many of us learn by the time we've reached a certain age, I think typically midlife is a big one for this, is sometimes it's important to just fight through whatever obstacle is standing between us and something we really want to do so that we don't have regrets later down the road. Because the regret isn't fun. Here's a list of questions that I've come up with that I think can really help older would-be writers who are feeling that need to give themselves permission to write, but they have either one of the obstacles I just mentioned or another obstacle entirely standing in their way. Okay, so question one, what is my vision for my writing? So if we ask ourselves this, it might reveal quite a bit. It might reveal, for instance, that I don't know, we don't have a vision for our writing. I don't know what I want to do with my writing. I just know I want to write. I've always imagined what it would be like to finish a piece of writing and have that feeling of pride that accompanies just finishing something. Or maybe you have a vision for your writing. Maybe instead of seeing sort of this wasteland that needs to be filled in, you have a vision that it turns out you maybe have been honing for years, maybe even for decades. I want to be a novelist. I want to write mysteries. I loved Agatha Christie when I was a kid. I want to have those mysteries beloved by a massive fan base. And so I want to publish traditionally. That's great. Often it comes down to asking what type of writing do I like to do? What is my vision for how I want that writing to end up? So in other words, do I want to keep it private? Do I want to maybe write something, but just share it with a select few? We used to call that vanity publishing, where you would, which I think is sort of a, has a negative connotation, but people would write a book of poems, for example, and they would have a small number of bound copies printed, and then they could give it or sell it to people they knew, people who they thought might be interested. Maybe you want to self-publish. Maybe you want to go big and go for having your work traditionally published. If you haven't, in the years and decades leading up to now, learned a lot about the different options, you may be amazed at how many options are available for getting your work into the hands of readers. Some of them are more direct than others, of course, and some of them are more within your control than others. But I think the most important thing to do when it comes to thinking about where you want your writing to end up and in what form is to research. Get online and start researching self-publishing, traditional publishing, publishing online in journals, for instance, starting a blog where I just publish my work and anyone can read it. So those are some good questions to help you sort of start to form your vision for your writing. Another question that I think is really good to ask is, am I connected with other writers? If you're not, consider joining a writing group. And you might say, well, I wouldn't know where to find one. Or maybe you live in an area that's somewhat remote and maybe there's not a writing group in your area. So my next question would be, what's stopping you from starting one? Especially if you're a somewhat social person, you'd be amazed at the response you might get from hanging up a little note card at your local library, for instance, or at a bookstore if they have a spot for that, saying, hey, I wanna start a writing group in the area. Here's my email. 
let me know. Having other writers to commiserate with, to write with, to read each other's work, it can be such an incredibly valuable experience. I think it can be especially valuable for writers who are just starting out. And as an older writer, you have so much to A, offer to the other writers in your area once you find them. And B, you have a lot to gain from bouncing ideas off of other writers and having them read your work. So think about that. It can be a great social outlet as well. As far as being connected with other writers, another thing to consider, and this is really my purview, is entering a creative writing program. If you live in an area where you have a local community college, that's often a great place to start. Either the free community classes that community colleges often will offer. Here in Northern Arizona, our community college tends to offer these courses during the summer, as far as I know. We also have a big university here, Northern Arizona University. So think about entering a writing program at your local university if you have one. If you have an undergraduate degree, you might, even if it's many years, many decades old, consider enrolling or applying to at least an MFA program either near you, again, if you live near a major university where there is an MFA and writing program, or online where you can work with writers from all over the country and even all over the world. In my non-writing life, this is what I do. My career is an online MFA instructor, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's fantastic for the right sort of learner, of course, who really likes the online learning. Many of my students are what I would consider to be seasoned writers, middle-aged and older. These writers are typically wonderful to work with. They draw from a vast wealth of experience, sometimes in writing, but more often in other careers that they've been in for decades and have finally gotten to the point where they think, I want to do this now. I want to pursue writing. And they applied, they got in, and that's where the writers of all ages comes from. And it's a very rich way to seriously explore becoming a writer later in life. I say seriously because I would never encourage anyone to just dabble at the MFA level. These programs can be pretty rigorous and there are you know, fairly intense expectations of students. So if you're interested more in dabbling and you're just at the point where you want to see, let me just dip my toe in the water and make sure this is something I want to do, I definitely would say try the community college route, try the writing group route. They're both excellent ways to go. But if you're ready to get more serious, go for it. I would say look at the great MFA programs that are available. And finally, I think an important question to ask yourself, to ask ourselves, any of us who are more seasoned writers, is how can I enlist the help of the people in my life in this new pursuit? People might be really surprised to hear us say, you know what, I have always wanted to do this, and I'm going to get serious with my writing. And I think you also might be surprised at how supportive the people who care about you will be of that. But if they don't know about your dream, if they don't know about your decision, they really don't have an opportunity probably to help you. So enlist those people. Let your friends, your family, your community members, whoever they may be, let them help you on this journey. It can be a really, really, really exciting time. So I have more to say on this subject. I feel like I've just scratched the surface, but I'm going to wrap this episode up here. But before I go, I want to make sure we get to today's Daily Groove, which comes to us from Zora Neale Hurston, who said, There are years that ask questions and years that answer. More and more, I personally believe that the later years in life are the years when we as writers get to finally answer all those years worth of questions that have led us to this point. 
So to my writer friends, my would-be writer friends, my students and my colleagues who are, let's face it, we're all getting a little bit long in the tooth, or some of us are anyway, I see you, I honor you, and I believe you can write the book that's in you. Please do the world a favor and share your stories, share your wisdom, share your passion for writing in whatever form it may take. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Groovy Writer Podcast. You can connect with the podcast on my website at nicolemcinnis.com and on Instagram at the Groovy Writer. The intro and outro music is Retro by Wayne Jones. Until next time, write on, Groovy Writers. Write on. <laughs> <laughs>